Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jody Mayo and you are listening to the Inside Street Photography Podcast. Today is April 19, 2023, and I am so incredibly excited to tell you that today I have a guest on the show. And the guest comes from Italy, uh, my country, uh, the place where I grew up as a child and as a, as a, as a young teenager. And uh, I have Luca Parizzi on the line. And for those of you, that, that's the way it's pronounced in Italian. If uh, you pronounce it in Americanese or anywhere else, it, it sounds like Luca Parizzi. And at, at the end of the show, he's going to give us his handle uh, on IG. Uh, I'm going to put it in the show notes. And I'm so incredibly excited because... Uh, Luca is finally going to give us a different perspective on a different place of the world, and uh, we're going to share in his passion why he became a street photographer, and uh, he's on the show right now. Luca, how are you? Hi, Joe. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so excited being here. And oh, hi, everybody. Wonderful, I, wonderful. I hope my English is good enough to be understood, and I Ask apologize in advance if I do some mistakes. No, no worries. <laughs> okay. we, we we had a chance. We've been we've been speaking Italian all along for this past week, and uh, I have to say this is the first time we actually yeah. started speaking English. And we 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 spoke for a bit before the show, and you speak absolutely wonderfully. So thank you for taking the time to do oh, this. Thank you. Um, you know we're recording oh, this it's right a now. For me. I, I, no, no, no. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. It is uh, ten minutes of three uh, in the afternoon. Uh, what time is it uh, where you are? Well, tell us, where where are you right now? I'm in Piacenza, in the north of Italy, uh, south of Milan, and it's quite, it's about nine in, in the afternoon, 9 p.m. Okay, so you, you get, you're getting almost in ready for bedtime. Almost ready for bedtime. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yet, you, not yet. I, I notice I see you on Instagram active all the time. Well, you're like me. You're, you're, you're awake until 11, 12, one in the morning. Yeah. This, yeah. 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 This, this, absolutely yeah this, this photography thing keeps us uh, always inspired to just keep going and going and going. So there is no rest for photographers. Exactly. Never. So Luca, I, I want you to kind of carry us with this conversation, but what really interests me, one of the things that I love about what we're doing here is the fact that, you know, yes, I'm a photographer, you're a photographer, you know, we have the power of the internet, Instagram. I've been able to connect with all these wonderful people all over the world. I connected with people here locally, New York, uh, Pennsylvania. I, I spoke to somebody from the UK. Here you are in Italy. And one of the most beautiful parts of, of this project is our, our ability to, to, to sort of share in a friendship all over the world without ever meeting with somebody. This would not have been possible years ago. So I'm incredibly excited uh, that we're able to do this. Uh, I'm thankful that, you know, you responded, you know, you and I exchanged some messages back and forth and, uh, uh, and here we are. So I, I'm incredibly thankful and I, and, and I can't thank you enough, basically. So yeah, I thank you. And it's a very beautiful occasion and technology gives us the possibility of sharing these moments and being connected uh, from one part of to the other of the world. It's, very good, this one. Exactly, exactly. I love that. So let's do this. I am curious to know. I think everybody listening is curious to know who are you. You know, give us a little, a little deeper understanding of, of the area you're from, from a cultural standpoint. And then what I'm really interested in with the, with these uh, with these conversations, and I hate to call them interviews, but just conversation with fellow street photographers, is giving people a chance. Uh, whoever listens to these podcasts, they say, goodness, if I wanted to travel somewhere in the world, 
you know, we're able to give them a perspective on where to go. And if somebody chooses to come to Northern Italy in your area, uh, you can give them a firsthand um, perspective on what to expect and things that you like, things that you don't like, your challenges and all that. So let's start first things first. Just give us a little bit of just a, a quick little story about, you know, who Luca is and how you got into uh, photography and, and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, I... I've been a musician for many years, and then I uh, felt the need to find something else, uh, another way to express myself, because music became a, a business, a, a, a full-time job. And so I, I needed something where I could express myself without any customers or expectation or money management. And so I, I discovered photography, but not street photography in the beginning. I discovered photography, and so I tried quite every style of photography, wildlife, insects, butterflies, landscapes, sunsets, uh, astrophotography, everything. But something always uh, was missing inside of me about it. And then I discovered street photography very recently because it was September 2022. I was in vacation in La Gomera, a very small Canary Island. And I was taking, you know, the same old photos of the sunset, of the mountains, of the seaside, the beaches, and everything else. And then one afternoon I was walking around in San Sebastián de la Gomera. It's a very small town on the island. And I saw this uh, very old man smoking a pipe on a bench. And I don't know, I, I, I immediately... I raised my camera to my eye and took some photos of him. And I was so happy in the evening watching my photos. It was the, maybe the best photos of my vacation. And so I, I, I wanted to, to learn, to discover more about this kind of photography. And so I started to read and watch and, and everything I could about uh, the, the great masters of the photography, uh, like Fred Herzog, Saul Leiter, Henri Goyer, or Ernst Aas, for example, uh, but also about some contemporary street photographers that maybe has have some YouTube channels or Instagram galleries. And after a couple of, um, of months of a very deep study, I decided to starting to do street photography seriously. And, and so I, I began to do it at the very end of November 2022. So it's less than six months that I'm shooting at, at people on the street. So I'm very new to it. But I can feel the, the enthusiasm and the fire of the passion is burning brighter every day and I, I always feel the, the need to go back on streets and take some more photos trying to do trying to become every day a, a, a better slightly better than the day before absolutely I, and, and I, I, I love that about that is the fact that you have this pull that just it constantly brings you back to something do, do you let me yeah, ask you a question do you, do you feel have you had enough time to think what is it about street photography that makes it so compelling to you is it, is it the fact that you know you talked about uh, taking photos of landscapes and all this but ultimately 
with me, and I mention this every single podcast episode I've recorded, this is the 11th. To yeah. me, it's all about that human connection. I, I love to learn about our humanity and our human condition. I think street photographers at their core are people who are able to capture a moment in time and, and tie something human to, to a photograph or, or an experience or a feeling. Is that something you've processed to this point? Are you still trying to figure out what it is that ties you into this? Uh, it, it's, it, it's a very good question, and I very like your point. For me, at this very moment, it's um, I'm attracted by street photography because uh, it helps me to see the, the world around me with different eyes and to become more aware of details and uh, shapes of things how colors and people and shape of things and everything interact each other. And it, 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 is, it has something special because every, I think, every street photography is unique. Except photo twice on the street. It's not like a, a lake that you go there in, in, in the sunset and maybe you can take a very similar photo, but you will never have the same people dressed in the same way, passing by the same window shop. It's impossible. 100%. So every, yes. every, yeah, every, every photo you take, it, it's unique. And it has something special. It has a soul inside. And it's soul comes also from, from the people that lives in that photo. And that's the reason why uh, often I try not to shoot at people in front face, but I like that the people inside my photo are a symbol of humanity. Are um, not, I'm not interested in the very specific people usually, but in the symbol of it. Uh, I'm not if, if it's clear enough. Uh, people that lives in a city so everyone that looks at the photo can uh, feel something similar can relate to the people in the photo because it's a, a everyday story that it tells i love that so incredibly well spoken Th thank goodness you said uh, you were apologizing if your english wasn't good and you're it's wonderful, my friend. It's absolutely wonderful. So I love Thank to hear you. Yeah. So the, 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 there, there is something about, so, you, you know, it's interesting because at some point in time, I, I almost consider street photographers to be truly the, the, um, the visual historians moving forward. For, for, I should say for as long yeah. as it's been happening, because at some point in time, um, there are articles and, and books written and videos made, but there's something about that still photo that can say, goodness, Look at this person in this particular year. Um, perhaps look at the way they dress. Look at their environment. Um, you get a sense. And again, color gives a certain emotion. Black and white gives a, a different emotion. There's something. Let me. Let's go into that. I know that uh, you know. You and I both explore the the color and the black and white space. Um, what are your thoughts on color versus black and white? Do you go into it, take the photo, and uh, then decide? What, what version that's going to be? Or do you sort of see in black and white? People are asked that often. I'm just curious to know what your take on that is. Uh, no, I am actually uh, shooting only in colors. And 
I'm, I'm trying to to do uh, in the way of the colors as the the great masters and I told before. I I love black and whites. I absolutely love it. But I I I'm not. Uh, how can I say? I, I, I'm not ready yet to shoot in black and white because okay. I think it's very difficult because y you have to master very well the, the composition and in colors I, I can feel something that, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I very I very love to, to use um, some some colors from the Kodachrome um, classic films. Sure. So I use emulations of films and, and I try to to make them look alike and there is something special to my eyes when I f look at those reds or those yellows and something uh, resonates in my soul about it but more maybe sooner or later I, I try black and white as, as well I think it's very important to try it Absolutely not. I'm with you because I did the same thing for for a while. I was just shooting in color because I was almost intimidated by the black and white. There's something. Plus, when you start yeah, looking at it, is intimidating. It is. It is. Now I'm starting to get. There's something about it that that inspires me. Now when I take a photo, it it all comes down to the balance between the lights and the shadows. And some photos just even the subject matter lends itself to either color or or Absolutely. black and white sometimes. And, you know, going back, you hit uh, one of my favorite photographers is Saul Leiter. And every time I'm able yeah, to capture one of his reds, like the way his red comes through his photos, every once in a while, I'm oh, able to, to reach a yeah. little bit of that. And I get so incredibly excited when I'm able to do that. And again, yeah. not that we're trying to emulate or copy, uh, but, you know, I think f for as long as digital will be around, people will be trying to make their photos look like their film. It's just the way it is. There's a reason why there's emulations and, you know, a, a, a standard, yeah. a standard digital photo. Um, it's just a digital photo, but there's something about knowing that there are, you know, two, 300 different films that create different emotions and feelings, or there's a certain texture in a, uh, or the way it interprets light or the way it's just a wonderful thing. But, uh, I appreciate that. And, um, so one thing that you and I talked about last, uh, last week it was when, when we when we first met was one of your different so your town you live in piacenza and piacenza is about a hundred thousand yeah. people which you know is is a considerable yeah. city um and you had mentioned that sometimes you you don't find the energy or the inspiration to do the photography in your city because it's just not it, it's lacking movement it's lacking something luckily you have a yeah. city as large as milano milan which is just north of you and interestingly enough, I told you I live in Boston, and Boston is a city of uh, that's you know six times larger than Piacenza, about six six hundred fifty thousand people. During the day, it fills up to about I believe we hit two million people. Everybody coming to work, and uh, I was in Boston yesterday, and uh, even though it was it was at the end of the afternoon, there's still I had to I had to work to find activity. Tell us about that. You know, some of the some of the. Um, uh, challenges you have when you're inspired and you and you need that um, that environment that leads you to take more photos and do what you want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I started to do street photography in my hometown. That, as you said, is a it is a very small city, uh, quite 
I could say, boring. We don't have any big building structures or fancy architectures or very much people. So it's it's a very hard but also useful training camp, in my opinion, trying to shoot in a, a very small city and in your, in your own places because you have to force yourself to see to see things in a very different way because you are used to them you pass a million times in that street or under that door and you have to see them in a different way in a new way so at the beginning i started here then i moved usually i, I try to make my shoots in milan or, or i went to seville in spain a beautiful city for street photography, in my opinion. And I went to Turin, that is quite near for my live as well. But sometimes I I force myself to come back shooting in Piacenza where I live because uh, um, it's a it's a training camp. And a couple of weeks ago, I made a couple of shots that I absolutely love here. And after um, an afternoon, I walked around doing nothing. I, I couldn't shot at anything. I, I couldn't find any exploration. Then click, boom, I, sh- I saw something. And I said, oh, it was in front of my eyes uh, forever. And I, and I never noticed it because I live here and I couldn't see it. And I think it, it, it's an, an advice I, I could give anyone to try to do some street photography in a, in a small city. It's a, it's a challenge. I, I, I love it, that. It can be, yeah, it can be very, very useful for, for our growth as street photographer. And I love the fact that you said a training, it it's a training camp. I love that you use, I've never heard it said that way. And that's beautiful because ultimately that's yeah. true. Cause ultimately perhaps it's easy for somebody to go to a big city because it's almost impossible to go to New York. And I'm sure it's the same thing in Milano where, you know, at some point it's, it's going to land. It's going to be right in front of you, but to, to go to what is ordinary every day, like you said, our hometowns, um, that's a challenge. And the fact that you found that one photo that inspired you, and, and I'm sure that made your day to be able to go around. It's almost like fishing for eight hours and suddenly you catch that one yeah, fish exactly. and it's incredible exhilaration <laughs> behind that. Um, I'll tell you one thing, and this is, exactly. a, this is an interesting comparison, at least for me. Now I grew up in Italy. I was just there this past fall. And one of my, one of the reasons why I enjoy photographing in Italy and Europe is the fact that there's a certain grittiness. There's a certain historical context to everything. The people are incredibly deeply ingrained into their culture they're part of the earth. They're part of the architecture. Um, there's something incredibly special with something being old uh, and having a certain history to it. Uh, not to say, you know, I live in Boston, which is one of the oldest city and uh, cities, and it marries old architecture with new architecture very nicely. It's an absolutely gorgeous city. But when you get that human component that's needed on a street photography level, um, I'm finding it, you know, people are, you know, they're here from all over the world, but, but, but it's a very, um, and I say this respectfully, it's sort of a, it's, it's a washed out culture. America is, is a melting pot. There's something about going to Italy and going to a place where, uh, I've, I've mentioned on the, on the show before, you know, the, the church where I had my first communion, uh, in Italy, that church has been around since the year 1000, 
So suddenly you're, you're in a place where people have walked those steps, sat on those steps. People have had conversations there. Um, there were still some parts of the walls of some of the churches where you could still see where the Germans came through and there were bullet holes. And there's something amazing. And even the texture of the skin of some people, uh, people who have lived a hard life, when it all comes together, uh, the, the texture of the photo, the meaning behind it, the context to me is just this whole level of, of just a, a more heightened experience on all levels for me from from the photographic standpoint from understanding what I'm doing and also from capturing something that is disappearing in the world and I know that I can't find that here at least in the big cities um, what what are your thoughts about that do you find yourself looking for the old in what you do or are you just inspired by anything that comes before you um, I very, I like very much the contrast between the the fading past of of our cities, you know, the the, the remains of the historical past, and the modern, the, the contemporary that 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 is coming, and they you, sometimes they can create a very beautiful contrast. So you can have, for example, as you said here in Italy, you can have a, a very old church or, or very old castle and around people dressing in, in, in the modern style with cell phones and modern cars. And you have this very interesting contrast. And as you said before, a street photographer is like a, um, an historical, is making history from a, from a a view a viewpoint and so it, it can be a testimony of a witness of uh, of how the, the city is changing and how then is its past is passing by year after year and it's it's like being digested by what is newer and, and i like this it's a bit sad sometimes because you, you see, for example, in Italy, these beautiful ancient churches uh, being surrounded by very, very modern architecture buildings, and they are like uh, the whole, the only ones resisting. It's like, um, you know, the, the last of the Mohicans. They are trying to survive, yes, yes. and they can give um, a very deep contrast, and I, I like it. It's very, very meaningful to me. And yes, the, the people is more authentic, less melted when you go outside from the big cities and you go in, in the country, in, in the mountains of Italy, then you can find very authentic people that is not touched so much yet from the globalization process and, and so you know what I mean absolutely yeah because so that, that's these, that's one thing I, I noticed too when whenever um I was uh last fall I was in Liguria which is Genova Genoa yeah. as it's known uh, I yeah. was in uh, Massa Massagara where the marble is from I was in uh, in in Florence um, and uh, eventually I was in my uh, in my hometown of Sulmona in the region of Abruzzo. And it seemed like for the most part, one of the things that permeates everything I try to do, you try to capture, and, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Um, one of the most difficult things to do is, particularly when you're in a classic, you know, old world country, is you're trying to capture 
a sense of the people in the place. And that darn cell phone is in every single picture. I've had these amazing pictures where, you know, the woman or the guy is dressed just impeccably. They look great and they're staring at a cell phone. I can't get away from that. There are so many photos where I I wish I could Photoshop out the phone, but I guess it's become a sign of the times. Um, I I, I guess, I mean, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Do do you embrace it or do you get frustrated? uh, actually, I, I like it in a, in a very special way. I mean, it's very sad that people walk around looking at a screen, but it's a, it's a mirror of our time. So it, it, when I see these people looking at the mirror, uh, sorry, looking at, at their cell phone in, in a street or during the day, I like to shoot at them because um, I'm trying to, communicate to people that will look at my photos how we are disconnected by what's around us. We are in the middle of a beautiful city or, or, or a square or, or, or a garden, but we are not there. We are many, many miles away Absolutely. looking to a, to a screen. And we, we are like mass hermits in our cities. We are, our cities are so crowded, but Every one of us is alone. Uh, we are, every one of us is wearing um, pods in their ears, looking at the cell phone. We are not talking to each other. We are all alone in a crowd. And it's sometimes I, I, I feel sad for it, but that's the way we are living, actually. So I, I feel the need to, to take photos of, of, of this. And, and you told a very interesting thing about um, historical cities because uh, when I started to to, the, to study street photography, uh, I saw, of course, uh, New York street photography, London street photography, all these big cities with neon lights and everything huge. And so, uh, at the very beginning, I tried to replicate that style in my everyday life, but it's absolutely not possible here where I live. Uh, I don't have so many neons and, and skyscrapers. So uh, I had to think very deeply to another kind of street photography. Uh, I, I cannot shoot at, you know, uh, at the center of New York. I, I, even Milan is very small and different in comparison to, to New York or Los Angeles, you know. And, and so this is um, a, a very good point, in my opinion, because um, you, you have to embrace your, your surrounding and, and try to think in your own way because our uh, subconscious, our imagination is, is very uh, stuffed with, um, you know, the, the images from the movies or from the comics. Uh, and, and we dream about cities in that way with high buildings and huge uh, bridges and highway with, I don't know, eight uh, streets. But in Italy or in other countries of Europe, it's not like that. And it's, it's nice to, to understand that you can make another kind of street photography as well. I, I like that. I like your ideas. I like your thoughts on that. Because ultimately, so 
it's interesting, you see, because ultimately we're challenged by everything that surrounds us. So if we're if we're in, you know, if, if every photo has a, a, a cell phone invasion, then you know we can take that. But that, <laughs> I, but I guess it's also up to us um, to be. I, I think that street photographers are. I, I love doing. Um, um, nature photography, like wildlife. I like taking pictures of birds. I'm, pr- I'm a practicing photographer because it's, it's very difficult to, birds are very elusive mm, animals. It's so difficult. Yeah, so but, difficult. But, but it's fun because it, part of, the, uh, of the, the real fun of photography is getting lost. Now, both you and I were musicians and I, I mentioned this, I believe it was on the last podcast that uh, street photography is wonderful for me because I, I really get into the zone. But Music to me is that perfect form because when I'm playing music, the world can be literally, if I'm performing in front of, of people, the world could be crumbling around me and I'm just not thinking about yeah. it. I, I'm in the moment. Photography has a similar feeling, but and I think I thought through this while I was recording the episode the other day. Photography has that same feeling, but I'm always seeking the human element. And one of the things that I gravitate to often is um, homeless people, the human condition. So to a certain extent, yeah. it does, it's not as blissful as the music is. From an art standpoint, it's, it's, it's very enjoyable. But that idea of losing yourself in it, I end up, sometimes I get home and I, I, I talk to people. I try to befriend homeless people. I ask them what their name is, where they're from. I love learning about them, but I'm, I'm noticing sometimes it takes me a few days to try to erase that memory, not, not in a bad way, but it, it affects me as a human being. So it, it's a wonderful art form, but it also deepens, uh, for, those of, so for those of us who approach it this way, I think it has an opportunity to deepen us as humans and to better understand each other. Because without, without these photos, without these connections or understanding, I'm taking a photo of this person, what does this mean? I know a photo should explain itself, but I'm also a believer in being able to take a photo and then going home and having the personal enjoyment of knowing that I spoke to that person, I know what their name is, I know where they're from, and if I see them again next time, I'm going to ask them how they're doing. Uh, do you ever, is, is there an element to that, or do you are, are you more disconnected at, at the, these beginning stages of your uh, uh, photography career, let's call it? Oh, it's a very huge question and a very beautiful uh, suggestion. Be- because music, yeah, is is something you have in control, totally in control. When you play something, an instrument, you, you are in control. You decide how to do it. But photography, at least for me, is like um, an active meditation. I mean, I'm totally into it when I'm shooting around, And I have to accept that not everything is is in my control. The light of the weather, people that passes by or not, the color of things, I have to accept the world as it is and making the most out of it. I I cannot control the whole world. I I can, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a Fisher style of photography. I mean, I, I... find my street sweet spot and I wait that the right people can buy but sometimes it doesn't happen and it teaches you a, a very huge amount of patience and you have to accept what happens and about the, the other part of your question about 
feel connecting. Uh, I feel connected, but I, I never talk to anyone at, at, at the moment. Um, I never talk to anyone I uh, took photo at. I usually try to be as filthy as possible. I'm quite invisible when I'm on the street. I wear in dark gray, and I move around very sneaky. <laughs> try not to... You're to, a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a ninja of the street, you know. So I, I'm in this uh, in this phase. Maybe uh, later, when I when I be more mature as street photography, I start to connect directly with people, starting to talk to them and know their their history. At the moment, I'm more. In the ninja style. <laughs> I see. Know, I, no, no, I appreciate I that because again, and... this is the beauty of, of, of this format of a podcast. Because you know, you're the first person I've had conversation. I have another friend of mine, uh, George Arthur Robinson. He's he's a, a friend of mine here in Boston. He's a photographer. You know, and we often talk about these things. And he's the type he doesn't uh, he doesn't necessarily interact with everybody all the time. Uh, but I'm curious because ultimately we have a world. Of, of, of people who who do this out there. And I'm assuming some of these things will change depending on culture and how people feel or, um, you know, some people are introverts, some people are extroverts, uh, you know, the, the, there's all different yeah. flavors. So, but, but thank you for, for, for sharing that with us. Cause it's just, it's, um, it's worth talking about more than anything. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Where can we go with this? So I, I try not to make these podcasts too long. I'd, I'd, I'd like to have you on a second time to, to do a, a, a different segment. We can talk about different things, but let's do this. One of the things that inspires me with this uh, with this program is to be able to offer people a little bit of an idea of what they can expect. If they, if they were to land in Piacenza today, uh, I mean, from yeah. my perspective, <laughs> I'm looking at a place where, my goodness, you travel north, you have you know, Milan, which is the fashion capital, you go a little further north yeah. and you have, uh, you know, you're, you're in the Swiss border. Uh, you go to your south and you have, goodness, Parma, which is renowned for its uh, prosciutto and uh, it's for yeah. for its uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. And you go further south and then you're near where, where Ferrari uh, was born and you go to your left and it's Genoa. So we, we were talked about that at the beginning of the show. Give us a sense for somebody who says, you know, I'd love to go to Italy. Where should I go? I decide to stay in the north. Can you give us just a little bit of a flavor of uh, what what a what a, a typical few days in your region would be like, uh, and what what you can expect? Can you give us a little bit of a geographic tour of what things might be? Where I live in Piacenza, you mean? Yes, just basically for a person saying, if I want to go to Italy and uh, and go do some street photography yeah. or just enjoy the just enjoy the northern part of Italy, can you give us a little bit of a glimpse as to what they uh, from a perspective of a person who lives yeah. there? You know, you have the Lago di Garda, which is the biggest lake just north oh, of you. Beautiful. So beautiful. yeah, so can you can you? I don't want to be the one saying it. Can you give us an idea as far as uh, how you would attract somebody to come into your area? You're you're a spokesperson for yeah. a travel agency right now. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want to do some street photography in the north of Italy, I will suggest to go absolutely in Milan, in the center of Milan. It's very very good for it. Also, Turin is very good. And if you have enough money, you could go to Venice. Venice is absolutely amazing for street photography, but it's becoming very very expensive. Another very warm city to do street photography in the north is Bologna. Um, it, it is 
everything in there is uh, orange and red color, very narrow streets. It's a different, a totally different kind of street photography from Milan that is more white and gray, more cold city, like uh, the color of the feeling. Sure, sure. But if you are not interested in street photography, you can enjoy, uh, I don't know, in my, in my region, in my, where I live, we have very nice hills and mountains with very good wines, uh, absolutely good wines. If you love the reds, for example, and you can go to the lake. Yeah, absolutely. The Lake of Garda, it's about one hour from where I live, from where I live. It's very, very near as well. And you can have, I mean, if you go to Italy, you can have a, a lot of different things because in Milan you have um, very, very fashion uh, streets and very modern uh, locals. But if you go, for example, where I live, in Piacenza or around it, in the outskirts, you can have very old places where it's not so fancy and you can have very authentic food, typical food from here. You can go to the mountains, as I said before, to have some trekking or some bird watching and walking around. And you can have a lot of very good nature around you with few kilometers from here. So it's, it's, a, um, it's, so it's a little think, bit of everything for anybody, it, depending on what you're looking for. It's ba yeah, basically yeah, your yeah, footsteps. Of course, if you are looking for art or historical places or architecture or archaeological point of view, you, it's plenty of it. Of course, you can have a, you can find a church or a castle or something like that everywhere. And, or you can, pass a couple of days in some huge museum, look at paintings and statues and marbles and everything is so beautiful. It, it's, it's a good place, I think, for a, for a good vacation. If you want to taste a little bit of everything, uh, we have a lot of varieties, uh, like in the, in the food. If you travel a few miles, the food changes. Every, every few miles, the food changes uh, very, very deeply. And, and it's our, one of our I mean, main uh, characteristics of Italians, like the language. Every, every city you know, has its own dialect and its own food. And every, every city is, um, is different uh, from, from those kind of things. Uh, it's, I think that... Yeah, it's a good place for, for being in, in holidays, maybe renting a car and or using the trains as well, maybe the trains. And you can change cities, a couple of three, four cities in, in a week. Yes, which is and wonderful about that. And I, and, I and I love that you mentioned that. That's one thing. So one of the, one of the biggest probably misconstrued ideas of Italy, you know, living here in the United States, people tell me all, all the time, you know, they talk about Italian food and uh you know, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough. So one of the things that happens now we're getting into the more culinary and cultural stuff here, but this is part of the experience. But for those of you listening, Italy is inch by inch from the north to south. It changes just like Luca just said. It's the it's the flavors. It's the ingredients they use. It's the cadence in the language. It's the dialects. It's the way the cities look. It's how wide the streets are. It's how many mountains there are, how little mountains there are. Uh, it's a it's a combination of everything. And um, 
going back to the food element, I tell people all the time, when you, when you say Italian food, particularly if you're coming here, now I have to say the United States, well, I should say Boston, and I know the major cities, uh, for a long time, you know, the, you had to really hunt for for good food. But now there's a there's truly an international culture where you can find a lot of great places from all over the world and eat very well. But Italian food, what does that mean? It doesn't exist because you need to talk about it on a regional level. And then within the region, you have cities. And then within the cities, you have towns. And I know that in Abruzzo, where I'm from, I mean, my parents grew up in two different towns and they speak entirely different dialect. They cook totally different, but they're from the same place. So it's an interesting thing. When you do go to Italy, uh, it's going to be uh, truly an experience, but you have to be open to it because uh, can we say it's almost impossible to know what to expect? You really have to delve into the culture yeah. and, and enjoy it without yeah, having any really, preconceived notions. Yeah, so I love it. I love very it. Very true. Very yeah. true. Well, Luca, we're going to leave you it at describe that. Describe it very. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. Go right ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I didn't hear you. No, no I, I was saying that you describe it. Italy, you describe it Italy perfectly. Absolutely, perfectly. So, Biro, I can't wait to come back. I'll be back. Uh, I'm coming with my daughter in uh, in October. Hopefully, I'll be able to uh, see you. <laughs> this no. is the yeah, uh, yeah. It yeah. will be a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. The the, the 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 brotherhood and the sisterhood all over the world. This is this is it. So, Luca, I cannot thank you enough. I'm going to turn the music up a little bit because we're at the end of this episode. Uh, I'm incredibly oh, thankful you. for your time. I'm so glad that we connected. This sort of stuff that truly this made my week. And um, for those listening, please tell us how can we find your work. Give us whatever information you like to offer so that people can find you online. Yeah, they can find my works on Instagram. It's uh, at Parizzi Luca. They can find me there. Okay, and that's P A R I. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. You say it. You say it. P A R I Z I L U C A. Perfect. Okay. Good. Good. Excellent. Excellent. And then uh, we'll have Luca on again. We're, we'd love to, um, you know, one thing that I, one, one of my connections with Luca, I think we have this, um, a little bit of more of a cerebral connection with the, with, with the art of street photography, because some people go out there and, uh, you know, they just shoot and enjoy it. Um, I think that, you know, we, we, we get into a little bit more than what, what it just is. And hopefully we can explore that in the future and talk about different aspects of things. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe we can get into some shared techniques as well, or how we deal with the streets and all that stuff, if that sounds good to you. So, um, Ooh, yeah, that's it. Good. That's Ladies good. and gentlemen, my name is Jody Mayo. His name is Luca Parizzi, and you're listening to the, uh, Inside Street Photography Podcast. Uh, thank you. And before I go, thank you to all of you for your support, for your messages, particularly on my Instagram feed. It's growing daily. I've been watching the uh, the statistics for this podcast, and every day that I, I look at my dashboard, uh, you leave me smiling. So thank you. Luca, say goodbye to everybody, please. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, everybody that listened to it. It was a pleasure for me, and I'm very honored being here. Excellent. <laughs> Let's uh, take it out with some nice music here. Relax for a few seconds. And until next time, ciao. Ciao.